Now is your time to flinch. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the 13th floor. It's another beautiful day on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Of course, I am the moderator, B. Jones, and I'm happy to be here with Mr. Positivity, a.k.a. Scooby, a.k.a. the CMO, Arthur Faison, better known as Art to Us. What's happening, bro? What's going on, man? I am glad to be here, finally stepping up to the to the plate to tell my story. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to dab real quick at um, our last person, very refreshed, said that would be <laughs> no one above or better. So uh, I'm challenging myself to make this one. This story is going to be amazing. All right, there it is. We're going to jump right into it. Of course, if you've been following us, we're introducing everybody from the Fledgeology team. So now it is the CMO's turn, stepping up to the plate. Um, really, man, we're going to follow the same format. So just jump right in, bro. Tell us where you're from, where you grew up, and we're going to let it take off from there. All right, well, um, let's, let's just start off with this. So um, in South Philadelphia, born and raised. Now, I'm just kidding. I'm going to go through that process. But <laughs> was born <laughs> was born in South Philly, uh, you know, uh, definitely only child of um, a family, large, large family. I really enjoyed the Philadelphia area. The school down there went to Barstrom Business Magnet Technical Institute. So shout out to the BBMTI. Even though the school's not there anymore, um, we were the last pioneers to come out of that business annex of Barstrom. So shout out to Barstrom in the West Philly area. Um, you know, after that, well, I would say we're going to go from there. So after I got high school, did things while I was in school, did a lot of traveling internationally. Um, so I, I danced professionally. So from the age of 13 to about 18, I was a traveling professional, you know, ambassador for the U.S. dancing. Um, so I've traveled to Lama, Peru, traveled to Australia, traveled to, um, uh, where was that? Uh, Anguilla. Um, you know, just did big things for the U.S. and represented to bring some peace and some, some calmness and some love to the world. Uh, so I am world renowned. I am, you know, a performer by heart and a performer on stage. And I will give you energy no matter where you are. Easy, man. That's, that's, the, that's, the, <laughs> that's the new story. So traveling the world dancing, what type of dance did you do? Oh, man, I did everything. I, um, you know, my mom told me she wanted me to, to not fall into the hole of uh, the Philadelphia trap. Which, you know, you can get in there and not get out and just get stuck in the same mindset. So she wanted me to be something different. So I, I learned, you know, ballet, I learned jazz, I learned modern, I learned tap. Um, obviously, hip hop isn't great in our soul, but I learned that the right way. Right. Um, you know, African dance. So I, I did it all. Like I, I did all styles, all types. Um, so it was great. Okay. Cool. And kept respect. Kept respect in the neighborhood on top of that. So it didn't matter if I was dancing or not, they all knew. They all knew me. I had some really crazy uncles. That was the <laughs> next sure question, that. man. That was definitely going to jump into that because, you know, dancing as a male, it's not your typical, you know, I guess, extracurricular activity. So how was that growing up? Did you deal with a lot of pressure from your peers? Did you deal with a lot of bullying? What was that like? Um, and I've always been the, the tall guy. So, you know, in, in my in my class, I was always the last guy in line. Even though my name started with an A or an F, I was always in the back of the line. So I never had the issue with with the bullying. I had one one bully that I had to you know take care of back in sixth grade. Uh, Pepper, I don't remember your name, but you know who you are, and I took you out. So, 
um, I had to deal with that. But around the neighborhood, nah, it was just it was just fun time. I mean, everyone knew who I was. Everyone knew my family, so they were kind of more jealous. Like, man, Ark got all these girls brought home. He's on the stage with them, enjoying himself. So they saw from that point of view, not from you know anything else. Because no, it was just it was just art. Cool, man. So I just want to point out to the listeners: we're a couple minutes in now, and his voice sounds exactly the same as it did when he was sick, right? Just pointing that out. <laughs> I'm working on that. I'm working on that. This is the, yeah, this is the art force you get. (laughs) (laughs) So growing up in Philly, that's where you were born and raised the whole time? No traveling, no other places? No, I mean, that's, that's where I was. I mean, as a, my mom took me to, you know, to, to other parts of the, of the the country to see for vacation and things like that. But no, I was always, I was homebound. I didn't have to travel anywhere. I spent all my 18 years in Philadelphia. Um, different parts of it, you know, in Darby and South Philly, um, my grandma's house with them. Um, but no, I mean, mom's always there for me. Mom and dad broke up when I was probably maybe 12, um, but they were always still in the family. So I never had to deal with, you know, not knowing my dad or doing anything. They just, they always were close to Philadelphia. You're only 10 blocks away. You're in your na- next neighborhood. So never had an issue. Always, always a Philadelphia guy, always traveled, but I did get a chance to go out to, my mom made sure I got to travel. So I went to California. As a young boy, to see, you know, flew in the airplane for the first time, on the vacations all the time. Um, so even though it was tough, she made sure that I got an experience that was not the normal. So she was a great, I, I shot my, my mom did a great job. She always made sure that, you know, I got things that I needed. Not always wanted, but I needed being the only child. Okay, okay. So are we talking to another mama's boy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, de- definitely, definitely. And mom boy, and, until about the age of 14. And that's when my uh, my stepdad came in the picture and, and that changed the game. Okay, cool. So what would you say as a youth or who rather would be your would be your biggest influence? Um, as a youth, my biggest influence would have to be um wow, as a youth who I look up to, I think I don't know, I, I didn't really have my grandpa, I guess my grandpa was um we call him <laughs> Okay, so let's Let's do records this with uh, a funny story from my grandfather. Well, my grandfather was a gangster. <laughs> like, hardcore. Look at the Fledgeology team. We got gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> Parents like, is the OGs all across the board. <laughs> so he, they called him Piggy. Uh, and Piggy would make sure that, you know, he took care of things. So he showed me how to be a man. So he had all daughters. So I have all aunts. Um, oh, asked my mom, and he made sure that he took care of me, so I got to hang out with him. Um, he was municipal. A trash man would be the word that you back then, but now municipal, whatever, blah blah, is his title. But he did that. He retired for years. Tired after that, but he um, he showed me a lot of things. He showed me how to be a man as a young boy. Made sure that I was on the right thing, and then kept me around the the, the thugs so that I can make sure that I was able to handle myself in the real world. So I appreciate that. And that's where it was when I was young, so that helped me out a lot. Okay, cool. And how long did you uh, go back to the dancing thing? How long did you do that? Um, I did that from thirteen all the way until end of college, so twenty one. Okay. What was uh, yeah. where were you? Where was your favorite place to go? Since you went all around the world. Oh man, I I, I will at a drop of a hat go back to Australia. Really? If, if you don't know Australia as a black man in Australia, you are you are kind of like worship because your skin complexion, they've never seen that. They don't get to see that in person. They only see it on movies. So as a real person there who can talk 
I hate to say this, but you know, you can speak well. <laughs> um, you can go out there and, and you're tall and you're you're just athletic looking. Um, they they were just fascinated, and it was just a very peaceful, nice, un you know unbiased place to go. So I would go back there in a the snap finger. Cool, man. And what's your favorite dance? Like, what's your favorite, I guess, genre of dance? Man, uh, my favorite genre of dance would have to be it's it has to be modern because um, it allows you to be free and do the things you want to do. There's like no rules to modern. I mean, it's kind of similar to hip hop without the, the fast moving pace, but with modern style, you, know, you got to really focus on your lines and focus on uh, your end your end goal. But it's um, you know it just lets you move fluidity through through the movement. So it's really cool and, and exciting, and you tell stories. You tell stories with your body. That's what makes modern awesome. While you were on stage, was it all solo stuff or were you part of a group, a team? Like, did you do? It was a large group. We had our Positivity to the Point was the name of the group from PBP, PBPAC, which is Point Breeze Performing Arts Center. So, shout out to my all my PBPAC or my PBPAC people, my Positivity to the Point people that's listening to this. Um, it was, yeah, it was a bunch of us. We all started, it was girls, guys. There was three, four guys that started off with us. My best friend, Anthony Burrell. Some of you guys might know him uh, from Mariah Carey, Beyonce, or um, he's still in the game, holding strong. Um, and then my, my boy, Bobby, he's in right now in Japan. And my boy, Adam, a cousin to me. Um, we, were, we were the original original guys in the group. And uh, other than that, it was like 12 other girls. So I would name all the girls, but i go on for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good ratio. Yes, yes, yes. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you ever have one of those moments on stage where you just, like, freeze up? You know what? No, I, I, I didn't because my mom will always make me dance in front of the family. So I'm always, even to this day, she's still, still say, hey, go, boy, I'm bust a move. You know, because she's old school, so she bust a move. <laughs> it's her, her slagging. But, um, yeah, no, I never had an issue with uh, just getting on stage and going. I mean, at first, just seeing the crowd and your heart your heart goes, your energy bumping through you. But as far as you know, getting nervous and, and freezing, nah, it's, I've always been able to entertain and, and just go out there without fear. So it's fun. So the next time the team gets together, once we do our next event, Fledgeology, we have an art open up with his, uh, his, his rendition of whatever modern dance. So we can see him bust a move real quick. <laughs> And that, now, now that was years ago. I, I'll get out there, but it ain't gonna be as flexible as it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could definitely make, make some moves, but yeah, man, that, that's uh, you gotta do that all the time. Your body flexibility is, as you get older, it slows down. So you see most people turn to um, choreography and choreographers versus dancers. Right. You're like, okay, I, I know what you should do, right. but I can't go that high anymore. My leg don't go that high, but yours can, so you kick it up higher. <laughs> Easy, man. That's that natural maturation process, man. You should be on that. That's what's up. Exactly. So exactly. moving through high school, um, where'd you end up going to college at, man? Give us a give us a, a glimpse into what your college career was like. So like all my flesh mates, I went to the University of Miami, the U. Uh, I was there during the heyday, 98 to 2003. So I got to see all those championships. I got to see all those players. And the, the energy of the U was, was crazy. Um, it's a funny story about the U and how I got there because you know, no one else has told you how they got to this store. Well, very refreshed told you how he fell into the U with his mom. Um, and I'll tell you a story about that too, right after I finished this one. But I had decisions. So I, I, I was in high school in Bartram doing my thing, trying to find out where I'm going to go to college. Um, I said, all right, well, I'm going to do three schools and that's it. Well, I did four. So four schools and that's it. So one was I applied to FAMU. So 
I applied there, I applied to Penn State, I applied to the University of Penn, I applied to Miami. So the the U. The reason why I applied to the U because the U had a movie theater on campus. And that was the only reason I applied to the University of Miami. Because we had, had the a what? movie theater. Oh, the movie theater. <laughs> the movie theater on campus. I, I, I had this big book, probably 300 pages. And I was like, all right, go through it all. I was like, man, they got a movie theater. I'm going to apply there. And that was the only reason why I applied to school. I had no. <laughs> Not the, wait, so it had nothing to do with the academics, nothing to do nothing with the academics. technology or the networking at the nothing. time. Just movie theater. Nothing. Just the guts. Just, just the movie theater. Gut feeling. <laughs> like that movie theater was going to be awesome. I can't wait to go split class and watch movies all week long. <laughs> Keeping it real. Talk it. about the split class, <laughs> boy. Keeping it real. Hey, so are you a so, big... Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. No, no, no. So, so, yeah, so, that, so that was that. I got into... Got, got into UPenn. I got into Penn State. I did not get into FAMU. That's disrespectful. How did that <laughs> So many levels. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My, my best friend got in. Best friend Maurice got into it. I didn't get in. I was like, I don't understand how that happened. How do I get into UPenn and Miami? I get into FAMU. Guess I'm not black enough. <laughs> so they saw so they saw the dancing on your uh, on your application, man. It was like, ah, nah, this is HBC. Yeah. This guy Arthur Faison, he's not gonna fit. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so I so that was it. So when I got there, and I chose. You no, know, I was like, all right, Miami's warm. My mom took me down. We went. We stayed at the. Now this is, man. I got story for days about my, my about my my path in Miami. So my mom is, you know, she goes to travel agencies. She's old school. She doesn't do the online thing. So think back to 1998, where it's about summertime. This is August now. No, this is probably this is probably like March. I didn't make a decision yet where I want to go. I got early admission to Miami, so I kind of said, sure, I'll just I'll go there. No problem. It is what it is. So mom and I get on our, get on our first flight down there. We go down, go down to the school. We stay in Coral Gables, but we stay at the um, the Biltmore, or the Biltmore. Mm-hmm. All right. Had no idea where we're staying. So we're like, okay, yeah, the Biltmore, the hotel. We get there and we're like, yo, this is crazy. Like this, the Biltmore, if you don't know the Biltmore, Coral Gables, it's like one of the most famous hotels, it like is, the, the highest priced rooms. So mom got an amazing deal. I don't know how she did it, but she got a great deal. And we had two king beds and this like sweet room. Like it was, it was awesome. So uh, she took me on there. We went to state campus and this is where I met Ian's mom, Tim. So I was like, hey, I, we were going through, walking through campus and my mom and his mom, they ran to each other, they were talking and she was like, hey, my son's gonna come here. I want you to watch out for my son. She goes, I know you like a great person, you're doing students, take care of my son. And she was like, oh, well, that's awesome. My son goes here too, I'll introduce you to. So that's where that story is. So I'm gonna pause that story right there. So then we'll so go back to fresh, later on. Right? You're a fresh refreshment at the same time. At the same time. Okay. Same time. Didn't know each other. Didn't meet. But that's that. Her, our, our moms met first. So then that's where that that's where that was. So I'll pause that story until we get to you know on on campus stuff. But um, yeah. So that's that was the story. Got there. Walked the campus. Saw how amazing it was. Saw that it would be warm in December. And I was like, no snow in December. I'm I'm coming in. I'm in. <laughs> so I'm a very simple guy. Very simple. <laughs> Took the, took the road trip down, 24, 28 hours down in the, in the minivan with the family, came down, and that was it. That was it. Sign the ticket. Sign the ticket. And I'm a, I, I'm so glad I made that decision. That's the best decision I made in my whole career because it's changed my whole life. I'm getting out of Philly and going back, but still going to Miami and seeing new experiences and seeing people and, and different things. So 
Okay, so then let's, let's jump into how it was while you were a student on the yard, man. What was the atmosphere like? What were some of your experiences? And you definitely got to finish up the story about Fresh and his mom. <laughs> yep, yep. So the the, uh, the, the the environment going to you, you know, being the only child, I, I didn't mind going down there and, and be by myself. So most people were like, man, you're going so far. And, you know, people are going by yourself. I'm like, yeah, it's all good. I don't care. Um, it is what it is. Because I took my roommate at the time, Matt. Uh, was like, hey, I'm gonna bring everything. All you gotta bring down is um, a microwave. And he's like, what? I'm like, no, seriously, I'm, I'm gonna bring everything. All you gotta do, bring the microwave and all your clothes were good. So, Man, you were like a roommate from heaven, dog. <laughs> roommate, from, roommate from heaven. And, and keep, a, keep a note on that, write this down or write something down for this one that to come back to Matt. Because <laughs> the story about Matt in second semester is gonna change the game. But so get into the room, get there, meet my sweet mates, Ryan, who was still pretty good best friends with Josh is there. Um, and I just walk around campus. So I'm walking around in my flip flops, you know, but back then flip flops and, 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 uh, and socks. Cause in Philly, that was the time when you didn't wear the socks. You were wearing flip by themselves. You had to wear socks with them because that was not a, a guy thing to do. Only so right there, pause that. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a, like I said, I was Florida born, Virginia raised. And even Virginia people mm-hmm. looked at me kind of crazy when I would wear the flip flops and the socks. But that's just the thing to do in the South. Like, and I'm, and I'm a man. So I don't have the greatest <laughs> looking feet anyway. <laughs> So I don't understand why they call it country and this, that, and third. So I'm glad to see somebody else that can empathize with the, the socks and the flip-flop game, man. Like, you got to have yeah. it. It don't look right no other way. Well, that was that was then. Now I'm on, on my my girl man stuff, so I can wear my sliding because I found my Cuban friends. And they're uh, like, man, you Yo. probably the one with the, the thing with the thing in between your toes and what they call it, Sean Crepton's? Done. Yeah, exactly. Check this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't wear those today, hurt, but I, I don't mind wearing a nice, you know, a nice kind of cold flip flop or a slide in. I'm good to go now. Like, I I've come my I've become a, into myself. I know who I am now. I know my body. I know what I like. So it's all good. But back then, I was like, nah, no feet out. What to do? <laughs> that's, that's that's weird. So you know, being in Miami change change you up and meet new people. You learn culture. If you understand, it's not. It's more than just what you see around you. So. Yeah, that's that story about the the flip flops and, and the the, the shots. So did that enjoy camp, walk around, meet all new people, start meeting all these Greeks, meeting all people around, um, you know, and just just got myself involved and walked in the UBS office and was like, hi. <laughs> that was it. Like I walked in, like I don't I don't know who you guys are, but hi. So just got to know people around there and then started to just walk the campus. And uh, being a tall guy at, at the time, ninety eight, it wasn't like they were tall at Miami. So you had a couple of the football players and basketball players. So they all assumed. I was on a team. And I'm right. like, no, nah, I'm just, I'm just art. <laughs> like, oh, you, you're, not, you're not playing. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't. I can play basketball here and there, but I'm not like great at it. That's not what I wanted to do as a kid. Um, my dad played basketball for the Sixers, but I never thought about, you know, me wanting to play, which I should have that. But that's another story on us. A whole different <laughs> universe. My alternate life, I'd be like, you know, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> um, if I could, if I could do uh, some kind of Marvel, Marvel alternate things, you'll see a different person. But I'm happy where I am, and uh, yeah. So that was that. So now onto the story of how me and me and Barry be freshmen. So um, I'm in, I'm in Mahoney. So I'm moving to Mahoney. So not only did I get to University of Miami, I got to the the bomb suites. So I'm in Mahoney. Oh room, yeah, um, man. <laughs> Gotta shout out Mahoney, man, because I stayed over there too, man. I don't know how they did it in the towers, man. It was like being in the jets. 
Yeah, them towers are horrible. I, they're gone now, hopefully, but they'll oof, I couldn't do it though. Single floor, male only girl only. Nah, I need I need more bathroom. I can't do that stall stuff. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> So I um, you know, bougie art as he is. Uh, I'm coming in there and uh I'm on the I'm on the fifth floor, we're about to have a meeting and um, you know, my, my RA is there, RA four meeting, blah blah blah. Ian comes down the elevator and he gets up on our floor and he just kinda sits in. I go over to him, like, hey what's up man, how you doing? From that moment on me and Ian had been great friends. Like it was just coincidence. We ran to each other, didn't know who was what. Just got to him and was like, hey, what's up? I'm Art. And he said, hey, I'm Ian. And I was like, cool. Is that Ian with the E? Because I don't really know how to spell Ian with an I. So E A N? He's like, no, I A N. And I was like, oh, the first Ian I ever met. <laughs> so that was where that started. <laughs> um, so yes, then that that's where that went. And um, and then we've been ever since. And then I found out that his mom was being a student so walking all together and he's like, hey mom, I was like, that's your son? She's like, you know him? And it was like really like just, just boom. So it was like the stars just aligned right then and there. Stars aligned right there and then. And I just think if he if it never came down to the fifth floor that day at that exact time, we probably wouldn't have been friends until much later. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. Going back to all right, so you you had the the roommate situation. You said you were gonna yes. talk a little bit about Matt. <laughs> Yeah, so so Matt and I, I hope Matt has changed, but man, Matt was Matt was filthy. <laughs> so I'm I am glad <laughs> I'm glad that I got um I, I got a chance to bring everything I needed, all my stuff. Cause man, Matt Matt was um Matt didn't come back second semester. So let's talk about how we got to the end and then go backwards. So I came back in January. Matt wasn't there anymore. Okay, cool. So you had a room to yourself. Double single. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that was that was awesome right there. So king size bed, the freshman, all game was on. So <laughs> you, use your imagination on what a, a freshman would do with a king size bed in a brand new college in Miami. And we're going to leave that there, man. So you say you got involved as soon as you jumped in. Uh, what organizations did you get involved with? Uh, my first organization that I, I got in was, um, was UBS um and then uh chaos so chaos is the dance group that was there got involved with them um and uh those two kind of helped me for my first first freshman year i didn't even just try out for the audition for the dancing process got in there ubs was just a, a way to get to meet people and understand what's happening and then from from there the man it's just over the next four years just brought out i mean i um i was president of eight organizations at the same time or five or five or seven or eight there was it was a bunch of them i was running um i, I was part of um week for life i was part of the uh the i was president of the nph npc which i changed from fbc i didn't like the way that it said federation of black greeks so i changed the name of that so i am the culprit and the reason why fbc died at nearest miami because so I did are not you the, are you the reason that the the plaque that we have on the rock has all these incorrect dates as well no <laughs> when i was there <laughs> when i was there we still had we still had the chalk ground so they, they, they didn't dig up the uh the front yet for, uh for the for the rock the rock still had everyone our, like the kappa had their own chalk things the alpha had their own side we still had the old school slabs that's new so i'm not sure who did that oh, okay. <laughs> but no but I, I, I did did change the name. I just like I said, didn't, didn't like the fact didn't didn't want to be segregated to being the Black Greeks. And I'm like, well, nationally we aren't the Black Greeks, so why would we do that? And I got pushback, but 
it made sense to become an MPAC, and that's what we were, and that's how we were able to do bigger things and who we are now on campus. So, uh, president of that, president of Kappa Observatory Incorporated, yo, yo, shout out to all the noobs. Um, and um, a week for life, I was um, on bond, I was in student government, I was orientations uh, coordinator, so I did that with Ian and, and did those things. Um, oh man, if I just, there's just so much on my on campus, and just getting around, man. I had to, I, my, my dean of pleasures, James, uh, was like, uh, yeah, man, now that you're abroad and you're you know, going to be the president of this organization, you can't be lazy. So I need you to be everywhere. Right. You need you to do everything. And you got to make sure you get your, your grades right. So uh, did all that. And, and I enjoyed every second of it. That that leadership role and those things made me um, who I am today. It made me the ability to be multitask and ability to to handle stress, the smile on my face. Because once you go through that process, everything else is it's, it's, it's cake, right? <laughs> it's Everything cake. else is that. Yeah, man. We so, got a few greets on the Fledgeology team, man. So we'll get we'll, we 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 work well together, though. You know the the, <laughs> the competition. Um, it, it's not as fierce as it probably was when we were all undergrads, and even to this day, I still got a numbers advantage. Shout out Mike D. He's coming soon. But uh, yeah, the bros <laughs> grew. But uh, moving right along, um, what did you end up graduating with? All right, so I graduated with uh, a minor in CIS and, a, and a, a major in business management. You and I were on the same path. So when you said you did CIS, I was like, oh, I'm going to go there with computers. I like building computers. I'm going to get a job and you know, doing computer stuff and be good to go. I, I know what computer was, but computer stuff. That was the, <laughs> That's typically it, how it was back then. You know, it was still a developing <laughs> field, you know? Exactly, exactly. So, but I made a big mistake. So I didn't know. I signed up for this thing, did all the CIS stuff, went through, you know, all the way until about, um, about my junior year, mid-junior year, second semester. And I'm like, hey, uh, when are we gonna start building computers? Like, I wanna build them, I don't wanna program them. I'm okay with that, that's yeah. boring to me. I wanna build. And then my advisor was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I picked the wrong, I picked the, not the wrong major, the wrong school. I need to be in that engineering. Too. That too. And they were like, oh yeah, but you know, if you want to build that, you got to go over to engineering for computer science. And I was like, well, why did you say that in the beginning? When I first got here, I said, that was my goal. So well, you can go over now, no big deal. Um, you can go over there and you can do that, but you're going to start from the beginning. Exactly. And I was like, excuse me? I mean, no, I'm not going to. She's like, all right, so we're going to minor in CIS, <laughs> we're going to major in, in, in management. And we'll just finish off with that. So, you know, it worked out. I might be in the computer field. I can do computer stuff, but I can never see myself sitting behind a desk. I'm not the kind of personality to just sit there. I need to be out and about. So it worked out well. I and mean, then I got my computer background, my management background now. And um, yeah, I'm actually the one doing what I did. I graduated school and I got a job in management. <laughs> and the long story. So it worked out well for me. I've got a whole group so far. I actually did what I majored in. <laughs> so it worked out. Was it? I mean, I feel like the pitfall in that because I we have similar situations in like the the counseling for me was the big thing, man. Because like I got into CIS just getting out of athletic training, and I didn't have somebody painting a clear picture. So I got in it doing the coding thing, and I was like, ah, this is cool, I can do it. But like you said, that junk is boring. You know, I want to build the computers, but then, you know, you two semesters in, you got these credits. They talking about switch to computer engineering, and you like you adding years to my <laughs> to my tenure right now. I can't do that. Why didn't y'all tell me this in the beginning? So definitely, if you're a, a, a college student 
right now take that counseling portion very serious especially if you are not sure which way you want to go um, take the time talk about all of the things that are piquing your interest that way you make the right decision the first time and don't fall into the trap oh yeah man definitely definitely tell me tell me what your end goal is this is what i want to do am i in the right school for that start there and then work backwards because <laughs> some things you never know where you, you might not want to do and be in the wrong class at the wrong place the wrong things and the wrong electives so just take your time with it definitely Cool, man. So you graduated, you got into management with your, with your degree. How has the corporate environment been treating you thus far? Well, well, corporate environment is awesome. Right? I'm right now working with, with Jamba Juice. I, I'm a uh, business consultant for the franchise team. So I cover the Northeast area. So wherever it snows and there's Jamba Juice, I'm your boy. <laughs> I'm the one making sure things are going right. Um, so it, it's been great. I mean, I, I love it. I love to travel. I love to do things. My energy, my personality, uh, it's well with the team. I'm very hands-on, very uh, organically speaking with them. So it's well, but I want to make sure that, that I understand that, that I didn't get out of college to go right into job abuse. I did your path. I got out of college. I went working right at GameWorks. This is during the same time that Ian was there. So <laughs> kind of weird. I'm telling you, man, these stories are all circular. So Ian got there first. I applied I applied there. Um, didn't get the job, so I wanted to be a game host. Didn't get the job there. He got the job. Um, he enjoyed himself. And I said, well, fine. I'll just stay on campus. So I went to run up working on campus at the computer labs. And that gave me access to every single dorm all day long. Imagination. So... <laughs> Leon Phelps, ladies and gentlemen. Leon Phelps. <laughs> So, got into GameWorks, went, went there as a, as a game host. After college, like you said before, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I got out with my degree. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I'm just going to, you know, do something for now, make some money. GameWorks was hiring. They were paying, I think, 10 bucks an hour at the time. I made more in college than I did when I got out of college. It's crazy. Um, but I was like, no, I need to get a job and do something fun. So, I'm there working game host, working my way up through the system, became um, a, a assistant manager, game coach, then a server. So I can understand it. And it's a lot of money in serving. So if you're in college and you're doing the right thing, you can make a lot of money on a side hustle yeah. but we can't set a server. So don't knock a serving game until you know until you go through the process. But it shouldn't be your end career, but it's a good hustle that's legal. Right. So so guys became a server, then say, Hey, this, this is cool. I made a lot of money, but I'm I'm not I paid a lot of money for college, but I'll sit here and be a server. I want to do something bigger with this. So I told my, my GM, hey, listen, I got my degree in this. I want to go into the office. So he said, all right, cool. We'll give you a part-time marketing gig, uh, and then we'll give you a part-time serving gig. So which means that I will work parties. So all the kid parties, all the, you know, the upstairs rooms, that was me. So that's the big money up there. And then on the weekday, I can go to the office and make phone calls and cold calls and plan on the marketing for the GameWorks. Um, right now, it's called Game Time, but it was GameWorks back then with Sega. And um, yeah, did all that. So I really got a chance to see marketing and see what it is to be a marketer without getting a degree in that. So I got a working degree in marketing, uh, which is pretty awesome. So did that, then um, became a bar manager, um, working with the bar, not a bartender, but the, just managing the bar, make sure it's all right. Then became an operations manager. Um, and then I moved and John was recruited me. So they, I used to go there all the time, never on campus. I thought it was weird because I'm from Philly. And we don't do smoothies. Like, what is this fruit in the cup thing? Nah, it's not what we do. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so, to save your life, man. Too many cheese steaks, right? man. Too many cheese Exactly. Steaks. Had no, no idea. So I'm like, nah, nah. If I can't get meat or Taco Bell or KFC or it is, like, I, I can't do just, just that juice stuff. So everyone's loved it. But strangely, I would go there after I go to the gym all the time. I was a big gym rat. I go to the gym, um, go to Jamba Juice, and the team there would be like, hey, you should work for us. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You guys are fun. I like you guys, but I got a job over here. So one day they called me up to the interview and they were like, hey, you want your own store? And I was like, you know what? Yes, let's do this. And everyone always said, everyone told me, you're going to leave Gameworks, the big sadness, the big company, and you're going to go over to Jamba Juice. That's crazy. Like, this is the one stop smoothie place, just smoothies. I'm like, no, I see something bigger out there. I see a bigger feel. I see them growing. They're a big company. I'm not going to be in Miami all my life, even though I want to come back to it. This is where, um, you know, I want to make sure everyone that I get out there and try something different. So I went, and then GameWorks went, went bankrupt, Chapter 11, um, which is crazy. And I got out right before that happened, so I was able to move on. And then after that, man, the sky's been the limit. I've been, you know, I'm I, I'm a, a commodity in my, in my in my company. Everyone loves me. I do what I do. I have fun. I mean, I know everyone there. I reputation that's that's great. And um, yeah, man, this is great. It's a great path. So now I'm in the operations role. So you know, look at your path and where you want to go. But like I said in the podcast, uh, maybe it was two or three. You know, I had a three year goal. Every three years, I need to move on. So I always told myself that this is fun right now and I enjoy myself, but what's the next step for me and how I'm going to move in three years? And my supervisors or bosses or, or pit boss or, or slave neighbors, whatever you going to call it, they knew in my three years, if I wasn't moving on, I was moving out. And that was a hard stop for me. Um, so that's where I've been. That's how I worked out. Cool, man. So with your extensive background in corporate America, what would you give the listeners that are in similar situations um with you know that corporate america job and how to navigate and make the best out of that situation not just be comfortable and do it day to day just to make you know whatever numbers and things oh man i mean i'm going to bring them the mindset of 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 struggle mindset of achievement mindset of being able to um you know flow with the crowds sometimes you gotta swim with the fish you gotta be with them and then the time you're going to jump over them and, and uh, go opposite of fish and be able to stand out. So you're going to get the whole pain because I'm, I'm very open-minded. I'm very um, honest. I have high integrity and I'm not going to let anyone in my company tell me the wrong thing to do. I voice in my opinion. And that's what's got me where I am, but it's a way of doing it. And you're going to hear from me the, the ability of how to do that information, how to make sure you're saying it the right way and being respectful, but also not breaking your your values and your culture for someone else who's going the wrong way exactly man that is definitely what art is going to end up bring is going to bring to the table throughout the rest of our podcast that corporate america background he's navigated it successfully and he still sticks to his three-year goal so whether it's moving up with the company or moving out to something greater that's his goal that's his way of living so we definitely want to we're going to we're going to take advantage of that on the 13th floor so moving into fledgeology sir uh, how did that come about, man? Or how did man, your so, your in, in role with Fledgeology come about? So my my role started. Oh man, this is probably ninety nine with, with Carol because you know, Carol's always been uh, you know he's the Ian Dallas's little brother of the mindset. But Carol was just like a really good friend that was always there and I could always talk to and really uh, listen to and just see and you know he had such knowledge being at, being on campus for for the time he was there. Never knew who he was, so you know, really getting that bond and, and you know, then bring board into the Oasis. So, players Oasis, shout out to the Oasis group. Um, 
<laughs> we all um, we all so yeah we all were there you know it's just it's just a big family so when it came down to technology Kay called me and Kay was like hey I'm ready to, to do this and move forward with this and I was like it's about time like you've been we've been waiting for this forever and you know I'm on board you know I'm gonna do I've always been a giver like, I've never asked never asked for much because I've always been a, a giver from the mindset so I'm like, all right, what you need me to do? Like, how are we going to jump into this process? How can I assist you and help you? How can I motivate you and push you? Because if you're throwing this now, there's no turning back. Like, I'm not going to let you back out of this process. So I've been his, his backbone pushing mindset to get it started and get it going. And I pass it off to left to right. So I'll give it to Brett for some stuff. And I'll give it to Ian for some stuff. But in the day, I'm calling him like, hey, you know, I need this. You need a new messaging. I need you to make sure you talk about this. And you design logo. Like, so that's how I kind of fell into a role on the CMO because you know, I'm always making sure that, that his brand and his the mindset technology is on top of mind and that we got to make sure we're doing the right things with each platform we use. We got to make sure that everyone knows who we are and see that the light that we have shining. And I booked his first speaking event. So that's what his technology <laughs> all came from. So the incorporation of technology happened because of the first booking event that he did with art. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He did go and speak at one of the Jamba Juice joints. That's exactly right. Yes, yes, yes. And I was proud. And my and my C, my vice president of operations came and said, "Man, that guy is really good. Where did you find him?" And I was like, he, "He was a great. I didn't, I kind of put it as he was a good college friend that was on the path to being great. I didn't want to say he was my best friend, but the great college friend on the path to greatness. And that's where Fledgeology really made his first step." Yeah, man. And I I, I want to say on behalf of the team, I definitely see the behind the scenes things that go on um and that push i think is very important because carol being kind of the head of the ship you know having that that push behind him you know when he may be feeling a certain type of way about different things it's very important man so we definitely appreciate you you keeping him focused keeping him you know keeping his head on right and keeping him moving forward as he continues to you know try to lead us and you know we help him through this process so definitely appreciate you on that one bro Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is this is all love, man. This is for our, our people. We gotta make sure we're doing the right thing and and where we need them, man. This is just the beginning. Technology is gonna be so big. This is a ticking time bomb, ready to ready to blow up and just take over. Right, man. So I want to bring it full circle now because you know we've talked about you know your escapades as a youth and at college and everything, but today you're, you're a lot more of a family man. So you know, let's talk about the family for a second. Oh man, yes, Namdi Julius Akina Faison. If you don't know him, that's my son. Uh, he is the first. He is the prince of the um, of the Ebo clan right now. Unofficially, there's a real prince, but I'm gonna make him uh, the prince. Uh, yeah, my wife is Nigerian. I'm American. Um, she is the true African American because her parents are African, and she is now in America. So politically speaking, and all the people who don't know want to say I am a black American, <laughs> and that's where that stands. Um, but yeah, family, man, family is, is everything. I, I, I'm i only child, so I've always just been me, my, my, my cousins, but she's been me. So you know, I've always told myself, I'm going to be an amazing dad. I'm going to be an amazing husband. Um, and I, I live that, man. That's my life. I, I, I walk in the house and after a crazy day at work. I see the joy of my son and he just makes me, he just lights me up. It lights you um, up, man. It makes walking through that oh, door that man. much greater, right? Right? Like he has, there's no, there's no need, there's no want. It's just like, just a smile. Like, hey, you're here. And like, that's it. There's nothing he's waiting for me. He's supposed to pick him up and talk to him. 
and that's what makes that's just, it's just innocence, innocence and purity. Um, if, you know, if you, you have a, you have any kids and have a son or daughter, you know what I'm talking about. You don't have any yet. You never understand until you have one. Um, it's just, it's just the pure, the pure innocence of, of a child that's yours that you know just loves you unconditionally for no reason. Easy, man. What? How old is Namdi now? Namdi is uh, <laughs> Namdi's huge. So he is um, <laughs> he is only eight months years old. Well, eight, he'll be eight months um, and uh, on the 18th of January. But um, he is about 26 pounds, about 30 wow. inches. Um, yeah, he's already standing up. I mean, this guy came out the room at like nine pounds, six ounces, no, 12 inches. Like, he was huge. So he's he's gonna be he's gonna be somebody's uh, either safety or some somebody's uh, forward on the basketball team or he's gonna be the most educated man possible because his mom is all about education and I want him to have the ability to be street smart and has some, some skills on the courts or the field. So to be a well-rounded individual. That's interesting. And really <laughs> That's interesting <laughs> you said that though because you know it's a lot of talk around youth sports these days especially football with the concussions thing um, but you obviously feel that it's still an important part to add to their life if they're interested am i wrong yeah totally i mean you gotta that like you were saying before i mean that the, the team sport gives you that ability to with others so having the chance to represent others, understanding who you are the person and how your role fits into the overall pie of life is important and that you get that out of team sports and i want to put them on defense because even though concussions happen if you're going to do it Give him out. Don't take him. <laughs> <laughs> so I want him to be be uh, you know, on on the side. Basketball is easy. You got to take care of, take care of yourself. Make sure you're doing the right thing. But um, no, he might like baseball. He might like hockey. His his uncle is big in the hockey. So I'm not going to limit him to just the quote unquote black sports. <laughs> he's going to try everything and be able to see what he loves and whatever he does love is going to be great. But I know he's going to have that ability that I have me that you know you want to be the best to do. So it's going to be cool. There it is, man. So we got the West Philly, the dancer. Oh no, South South, South Philly. Philly. South Philly. I could have. I thought I heard West Philly in the beginning. I, was, I apologize. Let me take it back. That's where Bartram. Bartram's in West Philly. from in school, but Mom said, "Get out South Philly and learn to meet somebody new." Um, so that's why I worked out. But yeah, no, South Philly, born and raised, Twenty Second Street, Deuce Deuce. <laughs> That's the, that's, the, that's the OG not, coming out. That's the OG coming out. You, you heard it there. So South Philly born, University of Miami graduate, family man, uh, I guess re- reformed ladies man, but family man now. Uh, that's Art Faison, man. Before we close it out, is there anything else you want to leave with the audience today? Man, I, I, I'm just, I, I'm excited. I'm always happy. I'm always looking for the, um, the best in people. Uh, I'm, I'm aware of the surroundings, but you know what? I, I want to make sure that you know the, the light shines. There's always a way to find positivity in any kind of issue and concern. So that's what I do, man. I, I, I'm that person. I, I'm always going to make sure that it's right. But I will tell you, I won't hold my tongue. That's the one thing you give up me. It may be a, a rough sentence, but you're going to find in the, the day that you know he did the best for me. He wanted the best for me. That's the person I am. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to thank y'all for listening to us. Art Faison, the CMO. This is who he is. And he's going to take us out of here. Go ahead, take us out, Art. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all enjoy the rest of your day.
And there it is. Thank you for listening on the 13th floor where furniture isn't always the best, but the view is amazing. Amazing. We're going to work on that, getting that sync together. Yes. <laughs> now is your time to flinch. flinch.